and welcome to episode 45 of One Sporting Way. My name is Riley Clark, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Remy. How are you doing? What are you drinking? Hey, I'm doing well. Um, I am drinking water this week. First non-beer, I think, of the season. All um, right. Is there, because, an, is there a reason? Because we love headaches. Um, <laughs> and beer always helps that. And that, yeah, it's always a good idea to drink beer when you have a headache. Um, so good old H2O this week. Um, but yeah, I'm doing well. Um, I had a nice weekend. Got to see some friends I haven't seen in a while. I'm getting okay. really excited to move. I'm actually moving into a one-bedroom um, in uh, Oh my gosh, what month is it? In May. Next month. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm really excited to just like go furniture shopping and ideas and you know all that good stuff. And now, are you an IKEA person? Is that where you're getting furniture I did from? Go to IKEA more just for ideas to see it all in person. Um, but you know, I'm definitely like a thrift store, Facebook market kind of gal. Also, very nice, very nice. Yeah. Um, oh, good. Things sounds like go- yeah, good things are happening. Yeah. Oh, and I didn't even say, because it happened like right after our last episode aired, um, I got to tour Children's Mercy Park. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. It How was, was it? Super cool. It was a like a perk um, because my sister was selected as that Blue Casey uh, Sporting Samaritan for March. So part of the perks is that you and a couple guests get to go to the stadium and get a tour and you know her picture was like up on the big screens and they got to take pictures of her it was awesome there were like some like hidden little things that i had no idea about that i riley i will definitely tell you but i don't know if i want to say it out loud to keep a mystery going some secret rooms in children's mercy park that are so cool and i didn't even have any idea about that that's fantastic. Yeah. I've been on I've been on the Children's Mercy Park tour before and it is super fun. Yeah, it was it's just like you get turned around so easily because there's just <laughs> like you look around and there's like a whole row of suites and then there's like these really cool bars and you know, just like all these cool fan experiences and Well yeah, and a lot of it like unless you go on the tour specifically there's no reason why you would be in those areas yeah it's just really cool because you um i you know it's if you're not going to games actively you kind of forget about like all the cool things they're doing so they even had like um a corporate event going on during the field because it was a weekday (laughs) and they were doing like a field day and i was like what the heck that's so cool Oh, that's fun um and then you know like all of the uh the victory project stuff that they partner with and Mm -hmm. Um, everything they do for kids and youth soccer is just really, really cool. So yeah, that was really fun. I Sounds did sit like and I sat in Remy Voltaire's chair. I did. I did see that photo of you. That was very fun. Yeah, two Remy's. Two Remy's, one chair. The name of our podcast. Oh gosh, you guys could start that. That'd be fun. Um, I would never abandon you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, Riley, how are you doing? And what are you drinking? I am exhausted. Um, we were in Tucson this last weekend for a wedding and the wedding was unbelievably fun. Um, Robin's cousin got married and it was a beautiful venue, beautiful space. We had an amazing time. I'd never been to Tucson before. And it was really cool. We ran through like the university of Arizona. It was fantastic. And we, I think we're up, well, it's two hour difference from our time. So like we were up Saturday night until about one in the morning, which was three in the morning, our body's time. 
And then we got about three and a half hours of sleep while being a little bit intoxicated, which means that it is not quality sleep at all. And we got on an airplane and came home, picked up our dog, and now we're recording a podcast. So Riley wins dedicated co-host of the week. Yeah, I'm just, I'm here, I'm present, um, and I'm not, I myself am not also not drinking beer on the pot, but I am going to give a shout out. I had this amazing Mandarin wheat beer um, from Papago. It's called their Orange Blossom. It was amazing. It was my pre-dinner beer because it was a wheat beer, so it was super heavy. And so I had like a couple of those before dinner at like the cocktail hour and like kind of hanging out with our table. And then I switched over to Coors Light afterwards because then it was party time. Yeah, you do love a good Coors Light. I, I I can't help it. Me and Patrick Mahomes have that in common with one another. Good connection. It really is. But I mean, overall, we're we're doing really well. I mean, I'm this week should be a fairly easy week. Um, I know that the sporting game has have all kind of been bummers, and so we will dig into that, of course. But. I think it was a little bit of a blessing that I was at the wedding and got to catch highlights afterwards as opposed to watching full 90 minutes of the game against San Jose. And I had also a blessing because I fell asleep before the game started. Yeah. So at 9.30 p.m., I want to make that clear. It wasn't like a 7.30 deal. It's it's weird. So let's, let's dig into the last week of what's been going on. So we had two games over the last two weeks, both Saturdays. I will say I've enjoyed, so we're in, what, this was match day eight. I think because of the MLS-Apple agreement, they're doing a lot better, at least in these first couple weeks, of the games are all just on Saturdays. Uh-huh. As opposed to, like, these weird times, or like, oh, we have a Wednesday game here, or a Tuesday game. Like, it's felt very nice. Like, yes, yeah, Saturday is just match day. Yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed that. But we had the Colorado game at home. That was a 1-0 loss to Colorado Rapids. And then we went into San Jose and with a red card in the 38th, lost that game 3-0. So just for context, so everyone is aware, currently sporting stands, eight games played, three draws, five losses, and three total points sitting in last place right now. It's it was it's it was rough, but I will say, returning back to Sporting Park, my first game back at Colorado, the energy was still there. Like the beginning of the game, and what was really cool, I was like, "Ooh, we're feeling good, right?" Like we're coming in against Colorado, who also has not had the greatest start to the season. Our team, I was hoping, would be fired up and ready to go. You know, we had all in in there in the starting lineup finally, and it felt really good like the energy was there and then it took about I would say about 10 minutes and the energy was just gone yeah uh that is accurate I would say um so yeah trying to focus on a little bit of a positive um we did get to tailgate with like a bunch of friends and that was I think that was good it kind of got us in the right mindset it was sunny and really warm um, I, I think I agree. The energy was there leading up to the game, like the pregame stuff that they do to hype up the crowd and get them involved is always on par. Or is that, is that a good thing on par? Yeah. It's yeah, top yeah. notch. I meant to say top notch. I feel like on par is just like normal, right? Yeah, but if you're hitting par in golf, you're doing well. Okay. I definitely, as you can tell, I'm a huge golf fan. <laughs> um, yeah, I was really excited. I think 
most people we were talking to had a good feeling that we were going to beat Colorado because we tied them already this season. Nope, that didn't happen. I mean, and to have the goal come from Diego Rubio on just a very bad defensive start, like, it just, it stung. It yeah, really, it did. really stung. I, I honestly, I feel like I, you know, with all of my soccer experience over the years, I can kind of read the room a little bit. I can tell, like, who has the momentum. I, you can, you know, when you watch it long enough, you can kind of see the plays building up before they happen almost. Uh-huh. I, I had a really good feeling about this game. And so I think it stung a little bit extra because I really was expecting a win. And, you know, we found out they had Golden Road Mango Kart on tap now at Sporting Park. And I was yeah. like, surely this is a good sign that we're going to win. This is it's it. My, my favorite beer ever is on tap. And yeah, it was kind of like a wah wah situation. So I'm I'm going to mention the San Jose game because I, I have some comments as to what I what I'm seeing trend wise on our team. So San Jose three nil loss at San Jose red card to Robert in the 38th. They score goals in the ninth, a penalty because of that red card just kind of yanked him down in the box. It was very clear that it should have been a penalty. It was him. And then the player, the San Jose player, and then the ball, Yep, like not even close at all. Bad. And then the same player came back in the 51st minute, scored their third goal while we were trying to play with 10 men. And what I'm seeing is really, I'm, I'm seeing two trends. I'm seeing one, a team that is unbelievable in the Colorado game. We felt very frustrated. And you see that in, in fouls, like what Robert got in San Jose, right? Like we're frustrated. We're not scoring. Other teams are taking advantage of us. Okay. So you act out a little bit. But what I'm also seeing is a team that does not want to make the final play. In the Colorado game, I watched us pass around the box and backwards pass so many times where guys were just standing around. And I saw the body language in the San Jose game too. Like, we just look defeated right now. (laughs) And not in a way that, I don't know, that inspires hope. I guess that's kind of what I want, right? You want a team, even when you're down to like, still be trying still have passion but i'm 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 seeing a lack of passion in the colorado game we're just passing around i mean we took remy 18 shots in that game it's almost like they are afraid to fail too many times but they're doing that so much that they actually do fail in the end result like they're too afraid to take a wild shot you know even if they're inside the box and so they don't do it they they are waiting for the perfect shot they they don't you know pass around enough and they're passing accuracy i don't know about the stats but to me looking at it from the stands it just looked horrendous it felt like we were playing ping pong and we couldn't actually string together good enough attempts to even warrant a good shot on goal oh i agree and that's the that's thing. just so, our offensive side yeah that's just the offense which we thought you know Allen coming back, but Allen also like very rarely touched the ball. Like that's what I'm also saying is we're not getting it up the field. Selfishly, I'm really glad because I'm still worried about his sweet little knees. Oh yes, I'm just, like so worried for him. Um, but yeah, I th- we've been saying this all season too. I feel like Daniel is just completely quiet out there, and that's not completely his fault. Um, but you know, a lot of the highlights that we've been seeing, if we haven't been able to watch the games, have been like 
just walking around. Yeah. Offensive players walking around instead of going to make space or make runs. Um, it's almost, I, you know, honestly, I said it last week too. I feel like I'm just at a loss at this point. I feel like I'm just staring unblinkingly at the TV with just why floating yeah. around in my head. A hundred percent. And that's where I'm saying like out of those 18, only two hit on goal. So we're just throwing up shots desperately as opposed to someone attempting to make an actual play. And it is kind of sucky sometimes being such a passionate fan because clearly I'm never going to give up on them. Oh, you know? God, no. I will never take off my bumper sticker. <laughs> but that means you care too much sometimes. And so it like eats at you and you're like, well, surely this next game is going to be the win. And, you know, we just need that one win. But, you know, we said that with the first goal of the season, once we get a goal under our belt, we'll be good to go. And, you know, here we are dead last. It's really hard to try and find where blame lies. So I'm seeing a lot of, of comments on Reddit, especially on that Sporting KC thread, and then also on Instagram, of a lot of people trying to place blame in one place right now. Well, before, at the beginning of the season, it was, oh, when Allen comes back, and we're we're guilty of this, is when Allen comes mm -hmm. back, we'll be good, right? When Gotti comes back, we'll be good. When Johnny's not injured, we'll be good. Tamelia, yeah, that yep. was our story. And right now, it's, you know, Allen's back, Johnny's healthy, Tim's back. Gotti's on his way. Like, it's we are running out. Or like we were saying, like Rogers start. Like, why is Rogers start? Well, Roger hasn't started the last two games. It's been Felipe out there. Okay. So, it's really hard to find. It's hard to pinpoint what's wrong because it feels like everything. It feels is, like yeah, everything always accurate. all the time. Because our offense, our front line isn't clicking, our back line isn't clicking, our midfield isn't clicking, our coaching staff seems very disconnected to the, I, it's just, I don't know what to do, and I'm seeing a lot of ideas out there, mm -hmm. and I don't know if I agree with any of them. I'm not a big fan of the biggest call right now is to fire Peter. Yep, that's the most, or, yeah, or uh, Jake Reed. Or get rid of Jake Reed and reset the ownership group, basically. And it's, I know the ownership group has been through a lot in the last five years. It's been tumultuous. There's been a lot of exiting. But it's, gosh, it is just. Yeah, it, it's, I, I think you're right. It is, it's hard to blame it on one thing because there are just a lot of little things that are all creating this really big issue. And, you know, like Peter has been with us since mid-2009 as the head coach. Uh -huh. You know, he was even with the club before that. Um, So, you know, his legacy being questioned is like, is hard because there's been a lot of really good stuff for the club in the last 10 plus years. I'm not sure why we're going downhill and we just cannot get out of it. Like, it just seems like there is nothing to be done at this point and I don't want to say that just because he is a historic coach that his name is on the wall means that he isn't one day potentially going to outstay his welcome I am a K-Stater our former head coach Bill Snyder has his name on the freaking stadium and I remember in his last couple of years me and friends say like 
it's time for Bill to go. And not in a, like, we don't like him and we don't like his legacy or who he is, but just that the coaching style was getting a little stale. Our team wasn't advancing. And that was, you know, three years of going to mediocre bowl games and losing them. Well, at least you had bowl games. <laughs> yes, I know that Nebraska has had its own share, but that's the thing. Like, we, Nebraska's we had the opposite, its own share. Yeah, we have the opposite. Like, when Tom Osborne retired after giving us, like, championship after championship then everything went to shit but you know but they also had a similar problem with scott frost right like a historic like former nebraska player had the blessing of tom osborne was going to be the guy and then was it five years in the program was in the garbage can like it's just not good and so in the garbage can yes but. but then they finally you know released him not out of a a, a hatred for Scott Frost, but just that it's it's not working. And I think that's where I don't like a lot of the online discourse because it's very much like trying to attack Peter and who he is without remembering all the good stuff that he has done for this program and this team. Yeah. You can talk about our current results and how that needs to change. But if you are going after Peter as our coach for the last, gosh, what it's last 13 years he's been our coach. You you can't you can't do that. His legacy is too strong on this team. I just don't know what to expect from them at this point. Like, is Johnny Russell gonna make a statement as the captain? Is there gonna are there gonna be more players that are waived from the roster? I don't really know what's gonna happen, but it's you know after game five, Peter was like, okay significant changes are underway and you know here we are yes. multiple games later and nothing has changed it's just hard because you don't have any turnaround time to actually put that change to action I because think- we're in the middle of the season so it's kind of like you have to make change now and hyper focus on those changes because you don't have any other option right now it's not like we're in the off season and we have time to evaluate and strategize and i will say being on the outside it's very frustrating because I have a very strong feeling that Peter and the coaches and the captains and the player, everyone on that team knows what changes are coming. Maybe they're looking at a a couple signings to bring in. Maybe they're looking at changing formation, but you can't wake up tomorrow and say, Hey, this Saturday we're playing in a, um, what they could play a a diamond formation. They could switch up how they're putting someone up top. They could, however they want to shift the formation. You can't do that automatically you have to practice and change yeah and have that in development but we're on the outside so we don't get to know all that inside information yeah here's i don't even how do we spin this into a positive riley because i know i'm tired of talking about doom and gloom sporting you know yeah it's 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 tiring and i want people to still want to go to the games because it's a fun atmosphere they're trying to go their fan base it, it's a fun experience. Oh, yeah. You know, but do people want to spend money to go to games to get blasted 4-0? No. It's, it's the same problem the Royals have. Like, no one really enjoys going to Royals games when we've won four out of our first, like, 15. Like, it's just not, it's not an, it's fun. The atmosphere is fun. Tailgating is fun. But then. You are also there to watch a sporting event. Yeah. And you would like to win that sporting event. Yeah. So, so, Riley, what is the positive here? 
the positives is that um, we don't have a relegation system in the United States, so we'll <laughs> still be around next season. Yeah, um, and we've got more games to come. So we are still like we are still in the U.S. Open Cup. We still have games to go. And if anything, this feels like a season where, you know, we just got to take the wins when we get them and we got to celebrate them. And we're a team that can mess up a season for someone. I mean, so on Saturday, we play New England, who is currently top of the East. Who knows what happens? We got nothing to lose. Maybe we destroy them nine to zero. That would be beautiful. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a season where we're just going to have to take the wins when we get them. We're going to have to really try and look for positives. And... I think, Remy, this episode very much feels like a vent episode for us having been to the Colorado game. We're both angry. So I'm, I mean, that happens. I think the fan base is doing nothing but venting right now because we need it. And it's just been very frustrating after growing up with the team that's been pretty much nothing but successful. Yeah. I've been like reminiscing a lot on like games I went to as a kid at Arrowhead Stadium when they were still Casey Wizards. Yeah. And, it, you know, because, like, all those players are basically retired now, except for, like, Zussi and Espinoza. Um, but, yeah, I I just, I, I d- haven't lost it yet, but I, I miss having, like, the fire for the team where I'm, like, really proud to say, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to the sporting game this weekend. Or, yeah. like, let's go to the sporting game. You know, I want to have that fire back where I feel uh-huh. like I'm proud of the team. Yeah, I get that. Well... Just so you know, for folks that would like to watch or to go to a sporting game, we've got three matches before our next episode. We have the New England Revolution at New England on April 22nd. Then on that Tuesday, the 25th, we have Tulsa Athletic in the U.S. Open Cup. That is going to be on the Bleacher Report app. You, it's the only place you can watch it. It's not on Apple TV. At least it's not Bally Sports. At least not Bally Sports, and it's a free app. And then lastly, we have Saturday, April 29th versus Montreal, who's currently last in the East. So it will be the battle of the wooden spoon for that Ooh, game. I like it. And you know what's actually kind of cool is I already saw Montreal play when I was in Nashville. And were they bad? Nashville did win. There we go. That's all I'm looking for. Yeah, my my um, memory's a little fuzzy from that game, you know, <laughs> for obvious reasons. But, uh, all yeah. right. Well, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with Name That Player, Casey Kern, and all other things soccer. All right, we are back. Let's get some quick Casey Current news here. So Casey Current had one game over the last two weeks. They played Chicago and had a 2-4 to four loss to Chicago, and it's pretty easy to figure out what's wrong with that, right, Remy? Yeah, I looked at their injury report list they published before the games, and they had, sorry, I think I just hit my microphone. Um, They had eight players out, unable to play, and then one questionable. And I was right from the last time. Their font is very small to fit everything on one photographic. It's, I mean, eight is, that's half your starting and ex- subs right it's there. It's extensive. Um, and two of them are season-ending injuries. So, you know, we won't get to see Sam Mewis or Claire Labogues at all. Which were huge signings last year. Yeah, we were pumped. So, it's it's a bummer. They're currently 0-0-3 right now. But hopefully, as they start getting healthy, they can kind of turn that season around. I mean, we had an amazing year last year, and enough teams get into the playoffs. I mean, we don't have to be first. This is their third season, you know, yeah. in the NWSL. 
um, I think last season was astronomical. You know, it was... Oh, it was fantastic. No one expected Casey Current to go all the way after finishing dead last in the entire league the season before. So, and, you know, with all of the hype around the new stadium being built, all the construction pictures going up, Riley, I know you get a pass by it. Oh, it's um, fantastic. They've put yeah, in, they're everyone, putting in stands and they've uh, got metal everyone up. Everyone is getting so excited for it. And so, you know, at least we have that to look forward to. That's for sure. We do. All right. Well, let's play our next round of Name That Player for folks who have not played along. I'm going to give Remy five facts about a Sporting KC player on the current roster, and she will have to try and guess who it is. I think this one's going to be a little bit trickier. Okay. You've I'm been ready. getting them on like the first and second guesses. I'm so. proud of my sporting knowledge. Let's say that. But then as I say that, it's going to be like, you have been. What's the word? What's a game that's similar to this? Um, t- Categories. You have been become a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Are you smarter than a four, four-year-old? Yeah. Okay. All right. First clue. Number one, this player grew up in Olathe, Kansas and played for the Wizards Academy team. Oh, late the Kansas. Uh, maybe like Jake Davis. It is not Jake Davis. Okay. All right. Second Strike game. One. This player at 12 moved to Colorado and then played soccer at the University of Denver. Hmm. Olathe and then Denver. I saw the feeling it's a younger player. Don't tell okay. me if I'm right. I'm like, some of these players are young enough to where they could still be in college. No, you're not wrong. Um, oh, my gosh. Why am I blanking so bad? You can always pass for the next clue. I feel like that's cheating. Okay. Maybe I'm struggling because it's also like I'm tired and, uh-huh. you know, headache vibes. I can't focus, but that's just an excuse. Okay. Maybe you should have put that clock sound effect on here because <laughs> i'm really drawing a blank all right here maybe this one will okay, help you out I'll pass they signed a homegrown contract with the colorado rapids and he actually made his debut against sporting kc oh is it cam duke it is not cam oh duke. my gosh well no. i'm doing awful so this their homegrown contract was with the rapids so right, Cam Duke's one of ours. All right, in twenty. Okay, well, I miss I misheard, but that's okay. In twenty nineteen, he had a season-ending knee injury, which we are very fans of here, and missed the whole twenty twenty season with the Rapids. What year was that? Twenty twenty. Oh f. Hmm. Wow, Riley, this might be my first one I can't guess. Okay. Hang on. Let the record show that Riley did not cut out my thinking time. <laughs> okay, no, I, I'll leave it did. all in there. Let's see. Well, this episode might be like 55 minutes long, but... um, Season-ending injury on his knee. Mm-hmm, with the Rapids. Ugh. I'm annoyed at myself. <laughs> All right, let me give you the last one. No, I have to guess. Okay. Daniel? It's not Daniel. No. Last season, he made 12 appearances for Sporting KC, and he is currently 
on our injury list. Okay. Currently on it. Oh, Logan in Denbay. It is not Logan in Denbay. <laughs> Who? It is Courtney Ford. Oh my gosh. Wow. Spent almost his whole career with the Colorado Rapids or some form of their team and now joined us pretty late in the season last year. Okay, well, first of all, I'm so sorry, Courtney Ford. I know you follow our podcast Instagram. So if you're listening to this, I'm still a big fan. And Riley I'm, knows who you are. I'm going to go buy a Courtney Ford jersey in Colorado Rapids colors right now. Please do. That'd be awesome. I'll like cut it up so it's like <laughs> like cut the sleeves off or something. Just to make sure that he knows you love him. Yeah. All right. Last bits of news here. Uh, we know that uh, the national teams have been making some friendlies around the league. They're actually in Kansas City, and they played their last national team friendly before the World Cup this summer in St. Louis. The women's team World Cup is happening this summer, if you are not aware. Starting in July. Yep. Get ready. It's coming. Which I'm so excited because rarely are they back-to-back. So, because usually, oh, yeah. you know, every four years – um, in between and then I think is that how they've been doing it like it's every two years if well yeah so like the men's and then it's the women's and it's yep. the men's but each one is four years apart yeah. um yeah COVID so made some, this one weird no actually no of... it was Qatar because Qatar is a million degrees that's what happened oh for the winter yeah yeah but it's kind of cool we get world cup each year which is awesome yes we do one other bummer bit of news, Mallory Swanson, who's like arguably maybe our top player for the U.S. national team right now. Um, she's out. She tore something in her knee in a friendly against Ireland. And so she's actually going to miss the World Cup this year, which is a huge bummer. Dang, dang. Maybe I shouldn't have even said that because now I'm just like, dang. <laughs> dang. Hey, you know what? I have a feeling our team is still going to do quite well. Yeah, we'll go far. That you right. can count on. And Remy, what's that new rule change? In the MLS. Oh, yeah. So we were wondering about this when we were at the game early in April. Um, So because uh, March 22nd through April 20th is the holy month of Ramadan. um, So for um, just to become a little bit more accommodating, the MLS is um, giving those who celebrate Ramadan a chance to break their fast a little bit earlier than the halftime mark. So if you hear an extra whistle during the first half is usually when it will be um, signaling signaling an additional stoppage period for the players. That's why um, it's so that they can break their fast early. Yes. And for folks that don't know, during Ramadan, um, Muslims do not eat or drink from dawn to sunset. Yep. So um, actually, John Camp. You know, he was interviewed about this from KCTV5. So if you want to go check out that video interview, you can totally do that. It was very well done. Yeah, it was kind of cool. He was just saying, you know, it it creates some challenges, but that's the whole point. And he was glad that the MLS was being more inclusive for um, those who celebrate. Yay. All right. Well, Remy, uh, where can people find us? You can head over to Instagram and follow at one sporting my pod for all of our episodes and just fun stuff we do in between. If you want to email us um, a fan question or comment, you can email us at one sporting pod at gmail.com. Very nice. Our next episode will come out Tuesday, May 2nd. I know we normally have a listener question, but 
a lot of it's just venting out there. And I think we got plenty of venting today on this podcast. I don't think we need any more. Mm-hmm. So just if you want to keep listening, please tell your friends, tell your coworkers, tell your dog, tell whoever you want. Drop us a like, a subscription, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Google or Spotify. Spotify especially helps us out because that's where our main distribution comes from is Spotify. Um, but please tell everyone, let them know what's going on. Remy, as always, thank you for podcasting with me. It's always very fun, even when we're both exhausted and tired for yeah. many, many reasons. Amen to that. And as always, you can catch us down here again at One Sporting Way. <laughs>